world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So I did a little rant earlier. Uh, You? Yeah, Gun for Hire Radio, episode 544. I'm like, you pick a political side, you need to wake up. It's all based on a boogeyman on each side just for fundraising. You need to wake up. It's us against them. Listen, neither side wants to fix anything. The left wants to blame the right to fundraise. The right wants to blame the left to fundraise. Your taxes are not going down. Your potholes are not getting smaller. Your quality of life is not getting better. You're not being respected as a U.S. citizen, whether born here, naturalized, or whatever. You are trash. You are the third tier. The political class and the elites could give a shit about you. People like Bezos and uh, Zuckerberg and the dirty hippie in them, they're going to continue to run this country and buy elections with the political class from both sides of the party. So until the average Joe Schmo and Mary Schmo wake up, this is what we're in for. Yep, and they wouldn't uh, even realize that their package of hamburger got uh, 40% more expensive in the past month. Did you hear what Gingy said at the press conference? No. Saki, the, at the, so they asked her about all these. There's 100 container ships off the West Coast right, now. Yeah. And she basically, it's first world people problems. So because you're not going to get your treadmill uh, in time for Christmas. <laughs> this is how she thinks, because that is her that's world. Her, that's right. Where that's did she world. get that from? Yeah, because she probably right. ordered a Peloton treadmill <laughs> right, or something. Right, exactly. And she found out it's not going to come. <laughs> there are people like me. We're waiting for our HVAC parts. There are people manufacturing jobs that are being held up, factory jobs that are being held up, installer jobs that are being held up, so every supply chain people because of their ineptitude. Right. You're absolutely and that's right. that's what it comes down to. Yep. Okay. So of course the media is complicit. The Washington Post, you know what the cover of the Washington Post was the other day? Don't rant about short staff stores and supply chain woes. Lower your expectations. Oh, that's a, that's the American way, wasn't it? Lower your expectations. That was that was one of the founding principles of America. Lower our expectations. Okay? Be more like Cuba. They're 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 preparing us for Venezuela and yeah. Cuba is yeah, what's absolutely. happening yes, here. Right. It's all part of the conditioning where all the yeah. talking heads repeat the same thing over yeah. and over again. So listen, you gotta wait. So what? It's like Romania. We're gonna stand in line for six hours, and all they have is size eight men's shoes. Left. Right. And like Bernie Sanders used to say, you know, food lines are good because they're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Bread lines are coming. They're conditioned to us. I've had more people, Cuban Americans, message me that this is the road to serfdom. Yep. This is how it started in yep. Cuba. And yep. the American people, the entitled mm-hmm. The entitled left, the entitled right at the top, the elites, they don't care. And the people in the middle, they don't see it. The third tier still has not woken up. All of you law-abiding U.S. citizens, born naturalized or whatever, all of you green card holders, all of you people waiting to legally become citizens, do you realize you're all the bottom tier? Right. Bottom of the barrel. You're absolutely right. And the meat popsicle, you want to talk about the most transparent president ever? (laughs) At this point in his presidency, Barack Obama gave 131 interviews, Donald Trump 57 interviews, and the meat popsicle 10 interviews. (laughs) Sandy, you want to see the supply chain shortage go away? Let's have a supply chain issue in this country with ice cream, jello pudding, and depends. 
And then let's see how fast we fix those supply chain problems. That's yeah, true. Well, he probably doesn't even realize he soiled his depends. So. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about what doesn't have supply chain problems right now in this country? Uh, the drugs? number one item in this country that does not have a supply chain problem. Do you know what it is, Andy? No. Crime proof. Think like a criminal <laughs> and beat them at their own game. <laughs> That's right. So you can get that now because let me tell you something. With the way things are going, you're going to need this book. You're well, you're going to need it for a few reasons. You're going to need it to survive. And you're going to need it because you can't buy that treadmill. That's right. That's okay. Right. So my book is available on And you may need it for heat or toilet paper yes. soon. Now, now, my book is available on crimeproofbook.com. You can buy it direct and cut out the big tech. But on a side note, Jeff Bezos' girlfriend needs more plastic surgery. Yeah, so there you go. So, so if you want to go on Amazon, you can now download Crime Proof on Kindle, and you can buy the paperback with one click on Amazon. Just Google Crime Proof on Amazon. Just search Crime Proof, and the Kindle will come up, and the soft cover will come up. I recommend that you buy those books, and I recommend that you leave me some five-star ratings, Kindle ratings, and book ratings. And while you're at it, because the holidays are coming, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate, get Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, too. There are two great gifts or stocking stuffers that will not have a supply chain problem, okay? Yeah, right. So little Timmy, your nephew, is waiting in line for his iron lung so he can survive. <laughs> get him well, a Well, guess what? <laughs> exactly. Something to read while he gasps for a breath. <laughs> because, you know, that iron lung is made in China, That's right. and it's sitting in a container ship off of Long Beach, California right now. There's over 100 ships off the coast of Long Beach, California right now. I hope there's no perishable goods in those containers. Well, not for <laughs> we wouldn't let them into port probably have if there were right so we have no supply chain problems here you know what else doesn't have supply chain problems buying classes at gun for hire buying memberships at gun for hire matt's going to be rolling out all kinds of stuff from black friday till christmas so screw big tech yep. and screw uh, our government as best as we possibly can because you know i hate them all on both sides right and if you if you bought a gun this year, if you were one of the how many millions now? Who bought a Seventeen million new 17 gun owners since uh, gun owners. since Fauci struck us. That's great. So if you're one of those seventeen million and have not had even the most basic of training, it is a great gift and gift for someone who is like that. Yes. Makes us all feel a little safer, doesn't it? Yeah. So I had the lovely Bree and Matt and myself. You know, we had the poker chip comp competition, remember, for four years, yeah. Sandy. Because that's how long it took to finish Mount Gunmore. Well, we had announced the winners. We taped the whole thing on video. So everybody that had a poker chip, for every poker chip, we put five rap raffle tickets in a can. And Laszlo couldn't make it here, and uh, a couple other of our um, guys, um, Joe Peluso and a few other people couldn't make it. So they had uh, emailed me or messaged me. So I put their tickets in for them. And uh, some people after the raffle drawing was like, oh, I forgot to drop my uh, tickets off. We didn't take your poker chips. You can keep them as souvenirs or memento. We just converted your chips to, uh, to tickets, raffle tickets. So we, we had the drawings. And Bree shook them all up, and she drew them out one at a time. And uh, ultrasonic cleanings for your guns worth a hundred bucks. Keith Stewart won that. Nice. Yes. Two-hour private instruction. Bob Petty won that. He's okay. a retired cop. He's yeah. probably going to give that away to a gift. A gift. Bob, you can give that away for a gift for Christmas. That two-hour instruction is not stuck on a container off the coast of California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim Metcalf won a one-year gold membership. I believe Tim Metcalf is already a gold member, so he just got a 12-month extension to his gold membership. A thousand rounds of nine millimeter was oh. won by Fuzzy, aka Mark Drapkin. Wow. How do you like that? He's gonna be and, everybody's best friend. Yes, and then we had a gun that came in, a Glock. It was a Trump commemorative gun, and it came in for a customer or something, and there was a situation with it, so uh, we ended up keeping the gun brand new. Tim Metcalf won that, too. Wow. So he won a gold membership and the Glock, 
And then the final drawing was for a thousand rounds of 223 ammunition, which is valued at about the same price as weapons grade plutonium. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and uh, Phil Bernstock won that, another uh, great gun for hire alumni who's been a member here forever. So, uh, you know, gun people truly are the best people. So I finally got that off my back, and uh, we got the drawings done. I wanted to thank you all for your support over the years uh, of collecting those poker chips. And we had people like William had like 45 poker chips, you know. this It was phenomenal. It was <laughs> just it was, it was a phenomenal thing. So I wanted to thank everybody. So, Sandy, we're, um, we're coming down to uh, the wire here as the third tier and uh you know jack Chitarelli has been closing uh the gap against uh, the the uh, the jack-o'-lantern on methamphetamine by the way so bad that obama is coming here to stump for him as well as uh he was just endorsed murphy was just endorsed by hillary clinton oh boy oh boy isn't that nice who wants her the, the wicked witch of the north you endorsed him <laughs> But, you know, um, just now they just announced, what's the date on this? Um, on October 20th, which was a couple of days ago, New Jersey taxpayers are on the hook for $40 million in one-time payments for undocumented people living in, the United, in New Jersey. Oh, good. The fund is meant to alleviate the needs of New Jerseyans who were excluded from federal stimulus. So illegals did not get any federal stimulus. So Murphy is taking it from us to give it to them and giving it to them. Well, so they didn't qualify for it federally because it's a violation, basically, like the Constitution. So Murphy's given the 40 million from us to illegals. Well, you know, that's the reason that we're having to raise money for the disabled veterans is because he literally slashed out all of the Title 20 money that was going to veterans and it was rechanneled for free college for illegal immigrants. Murphy basically feels that it's our duty as citizens to kick in. Oh, yeah, of course it is. All right. You know, when it's not your money, it's easy to say that. Absolutely. Right? Sure. So yeah. $40 million. That's what we know about. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I always yeah, want to give part. that caveat. Right. You know, this yeah. is what we know about. Right. Exactly. There's much more going on. John McConnell and I were going back and forth for a couple of days now uh, because of the driver's license requirements are much different, you know. Uh, for for illegals that it oh, excuse me undocuments than it is for us. By the way, uh, Sandy John McConnell, who I love, dropped me off a uh, 500 milligram uh, supplement, Boswellia extract. Oh, and uh, he says it might help me with my knee pain. It helped him, so um, I started taking them. Uh, after the third day, I realized it wasn't a suppository though. Oh, jeez. Yep. So now I'm taking them orally. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you can walk much better. Uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes. So, so basically, so you see what Murphy's doing, using the sixty, the the six billion dollars he got from the feds to fund the union pensions and stuff to get votes, and take forty million dollars from us, the law-abiding taxes. Yeah. So here you go. The first tier took forty million from the third tier to give it to the second tier. <laughs> That's right. If you haven't woken up yet. Right. If you haven't woken up yet, I don't know when you're ever going to wake up. I this know. is not a gun issue, ladies and gentlemen. Right. This is a U.S. citizen, law-abiding, tax-paying citizen issue that it boils down to. Our elected officials go to D.C. and figure out how to divvy up our money for everybody but us. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get a little emotional when I see my country crumbling like the Roman Empire in its third trimester. Which is exactly where we are. Yeah. So, are we worried? There is a flurry of activity about the Corlett slash Bruin case that will be heard November 3rd, Wednesday, November 3rd at 1 p.m. You all better tune in. Briefs are being filed left and right. This is going to be an historical, historical ruling, ladies and gentlemen, whether we win or lose. And I believe this is the win we've all been waiting for. The black attorneys of legal aid, the Bronx, Bronx Defenders, the Brooklyn Defender Services, et al., filed a amicus brief the last day that it was due representing minorities who have been discriminated upon 
by New York's Carrie scheme. It is about All time. Right? Listen to these two paragraphs I want to read to everybody out there. Because, I, you know, Tony Simon, Maj Ture, all gun control is racist. I say all gun control is classist, right? It's all based on classism. But let's, let's review this real quick. You ready? As a result, each year we represent hundreds of indigent people whom New York criminally charges for exercising their right to keep and bear arms. For our clients, New York's licensing regime, regime renders the Second Amendment a legal fiction. That's true. Isn't that a great word? A yeah. legal fiction. I'm stealing that, guys. Worse, virtually all of our clients whom New York prosecutes for exercising their Second Amendment right are black or Hispanic. And that is no accident. New York enacted its firearm licensing requirements to criminalize gun ownership by racial and ethnic minorities. Yep, it sure did. That remains the effect of its enforcement by police and prosecutors today. Second paragraph. The consequences for our clients are brutal. New York police have stopped, questioned, and frisked our clients on the streets. They have invaded our clients' homes with guns drawn, terrifying them, their families, and their children. They have forcibly removed our clients from their homes and communities and abandoned, abandoned them in dirty and violent jails and prisons for days, weeks, months, and years. They have deprived our clients of their jobs, children, livelihoods, and ability to live in this country. Uh, this country. And they have branded our clients as criminals and violent felons for life. They have done all of this only because our clients exercised a constitutional right. Holy moly. Yep. Okay, now this is a, this is a 34-page brief that they filed. It is, if anybody has time to read it, please read it. And uh, uh, it's, it's phenomenal, phenomenally written. Here's one of the problems we have, though. The left sees it exactly the opposite. Yep. All right, and the left is expecting all minorities to vote in lockstep for them. And uh, you wonder how this came about when it has been the left which has enacted every single racist. It's all about marketing, policy. Yeah, Sandy. it is. It's about all about marketing. marketing. They Absolutely. have the media behind them. Yeah. Listen to this from the Hill. This is the cover of the Hill. Locked and loaded. Supreme Court is ready for a showdown on the Second Amendment by Jonathan Turley. He's a good guy, by the way. But here's the problem. You ready? Everybody's apoplectic about this on the left. 43 states, I reiterate for the millionth time, already <laughs> allow people to carry guns freely outside their home. This will only affect seven states. Right. It will only affect seven states. So let's, let's review this, all right? He, Jonathan Turley, the court will soon take up the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. More than a decade after its last major gun rights decision, the case promises to be a showdown between the Supreme Court and the lower courts, which have been chipping away at the high court's prior Second Amendment rulings because we never had a strict scrutiny. All right. It's always been intermediate or lower scrutiny. We need a strict scrutiny. All right. In 2008, the Supreme Court handed down a landmark district ruling in District versus Columbia versus Heller, recognizing the Second Amendment as encompassing an individual right to bear arms. Two years after Heller, McDonald versus Chicago, the court ruled that this right applied against the states. This new case concerns concealed carry restrictions that require a showing of probable cause. That's New York. New Jersey uses justifiable need. The seven states like Hawaii and Massachusetts, they all use different wording, but it's the same. It's a scheme. Lower courts have upheld the New York law, but there are ample constitutional concerns over its vague standard, such as showing that you are of good moral character. The case presents a single, short, direct question whether New York's denial of petitioners' applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. The High Court has been carefully waiting for just the right case to address states and cities that have sought to limit gun rights. Indeed, just this week, the court turned down a challenge of a Wisconsin law imposing a lifetime ban on gun ownership by former felons, by the way, nonviolent felons. 
including cases involving nonviolent crimes. So he, he covered that. That and other cases seem tailor-made for Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who wrote a strong defense of the Second Amendment in a similar case as an appellate judge. It, is, it often is difficult to determine which side of the court supplied the votes to grant review of the case. This is not the situation here. The New York case was clearly accepted by conservative justices with a mind toward reversal of the U.S. Court of Appeals of the Second Circuit. The selection of the New York case is particularly poignant. Some of the justices were none too pleased with the Big Apple last year when city officials suddenly sought to withdraw a case on the court's docket. I'm going to stop right there for a second. This is the scheme that Scott Bach talked about all the time. By New York and New Jersey being so restrictive, it is going to backfire. Yeah. Because they never gave us an inch. So what happens is it allows us to line cases up like this. And if you remember last year or two years ago, New York changed the administrative code yep. that you could transport mm -hmm. out. And the judges weren't happy about that. And they weren't allowed to do it again, and they can't reverse that. Okay? So and I'm pleased with the Big Apple last year when city officials suddenly uh, sought to withdraw a case on the court's docket because they were afraid of the outcome. New York politicians had passed a law that many of us viewed as unconstitutional with its imposition of burdens and limits on the transportation of lawful guns from homes. Those politicians publicly thumped their chests chest about going to the Supreme Court with the law and limiting the Second Amendment precedent, professing absolute confidence. They litigated the law, and again, the Second Circuit supported the dubious statute. The Supreme Court accepted the case review and is expected to overturn the law until New York suddenly changed the law and then quietly sought to withdraw its case. The court ultimately dismissed the case, but did so over the objections of three dissenting justices. It was a rare instance in which the court resisted such a mootness ruling after the party sought to withdraw. But then few litigants have had the temerity to do what New York did. Justices Samuel Alito, Gorsuch, and Thomas specifically called out New York for manipulating the docket by withdrawing an unconstitutional law just before a final opinion. Uh, Kavanaugh joined in the condemnation and added menacingly that some federal and state courts may not be properly applying Heller and McDonald. No shit, Kavanaugh! The court should address the issue soon, perhaps in one of the several Second Amendment cases with petition for cert now pending before the court. And the court did precisely that by accepting the New York State rifle and pistol case. And what's so apropos, Sandy, it's another New York case. Jeez, that's great. All right, New York blinked on the other case, and now the justices says, okay, we're going to take a Second Amendment case where we're going to ratify finally and under strict scrutiny, we hope, and guess what? It's another New York case, you bastards. If it wasn't New York, it needed to be New Jersey or Hawaii. Okay? So the briefs have been filed in the case. It includes groups as the Cato Institute, by the way, which is which ruled on our side. Okay? The Cato Institute has argued that judicial inaction has contributed to the Second Amendment's demise. It's no secret that many federal courts have engaged in systemic resistance to Heller and McDonald. Again, by using different levels of scrutiny. So listen, Brune has many of the same elements as Heller, including a rich historical discussion of what gun ownership has meant through history. Notably, English subjects in the American colonies were the first to receive written guarantees of the right to bear arms for self-defense. Settlers of the Virginia colony in 1607 and the New England colony in 1620 were subjects under royal charters recognizing that right in England, the right to bear arms was formally declared in the 1689 Declaration of Rights that stated that the right to arms was among the subject's rule, uh, true, ancient, and undoubtable rights. The history will weigh heavily in the court defining the right uh, uh, of people to carry weapons in self-defense outside the home. In many ways, Brune is the shot not taken last year in New York State Rifle and Pistol versus the city of New York. Now the same plaintiffs are back, and New York has supplied another perfect case for the expansion of gun rights. So if you're wondering if Bruin is loaded, at least four justices are likely to agree that a Second Amendment case that's unloaded and cocked ain't good for nothing. That's from Jonathan Turley. So we know four, we needed four justices to grant it cert, right?
So we need five justices to win. What do you guys think, ladies and gentlemen? I think this is the closest we've ever been. And for the left to go so crazy, filing briefs for our legislators to threaten Supreme Court justices with court packing and term limits and, and uh, mandatory retirement <laughs> ages, it tells you everything you need to know. Am I right? Absolutely. Are we done with this? Segment? We are almost done with this segment. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit here. I have some letters and stuff. Make it a short one. I don't want to talk about that. 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 Oh, classes. Our class schedule. Bye. See you after the break. Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the Shipbag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high and the Shipbaggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the Shipbaggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The Shipbaggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The Shitbaggerator is available only at Gun For Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. Hi, printer. Yeah, I'm just doing my radio show real quick. So you have 10,000 more of my books printed and in stock, so there's no supply chain issues because I told you I don't like when there's supply chain issues, That's right? right. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell my followers they can buy my book on Amazon or crimeproofbook.com or uh, Kindle. Thank you. All right, bye. Or Sorry, they could so show up and buy it on, uh, in person. And I'll sign it if yeah. you're here. I'm also doing toe prints and mushroom kisses. Which is nice. Yes. You got so, enough crayons to sign the book? I do. Okay. Burnt umber is my favorite Burnt color. Umber is it best. hasn't been banned yet. No, not yet. I'm waiting for it, though. <laughs> it will be. Don't worry, it will be. <laughs> they banned Thomas Jefferson, so what the hell? Yeah, he only wrote freaking Constitution. <laughs> right. And the Declaration freaking of Independence. Idiot. You know, racist. <laughs> you're, you're right. You know what? He was a slave owner, and he was probably racist 250 years ago. But we have to judge him by 250 years ago. Not today. You know, Jefferson was a true Renaissance man and intelligent. I would bet that he probably wouldn't be a racist or slave owner in 2021. But that's just me. What do I know? I don't know. Uh, so, Marty's V Burger, martysvburger.com, 20% off all gun for hire people. Chicken sandwich and his drumsticks are deadly. So it's martysvburger.com, or you can order it and pick it up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park, New Jersey, on Freakin' Fridays. Uh, we talked about Decoding Firearms by John Perch Petrolino. It's available at the range. It's also available on Amazon.com. 
Listen to Evan Happen's Gun Lawyer podcast. They're only a half hour long, and man, are they informative and funny. Quarantine Crawl, quarantinecrawl.com. We now have 350 Pro 2A businesses. Pretty soon, Edgar will be coming in to build the commercial countertops that we can serve food on the weekends with Quarantine Crawl businesses. Uh, what's his name? Leo from A Little Cake, who lives in Wayne. Him and I have been messaging. He's going to come down and he's going to give me uh, some dimensions and stuff, you know, like with the sneeze guard and how high the counter should be and everything. So we're going to do the layout. Edgar's going to come build it. And uh, so you'll be able to have Quarantine Crawl Showcase vendors here uh, pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, obviously, the new range is open and kicking ass, so I can skip that. Necessary Evil, I posted links on social media. Uh, Kareem um, Hayes, who is the guy, um, and um, the director, Jamal Toth, they're looking for more donations. If anybody wants to go to the GoFundMe page for Necessary Evil, it's in post-production now. We're trying to get it over the uh, finish line. It is going to be epic when it's done. So... I'm a producer now. I added that to my resume as part with Shitster as well. Shitster, yes. Under Shitster or just prior no, to I'm a, Shitster? I'm a, I'm a Shitster. Well, yeah, so you guys true. don't think you need my book? You don't think you need to be repaired? The Seattle Police Guild president, be prepared to defend yourself and your family. The president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild could not have been blunter about the potential loss of manpower due to city and state vaccination mandates for government employees. The city was already at an all-time manpower low due to resignations and uh, early retirements because it is Seattle where criminals have rights and the law-abiding don't, right? But he wrote, this is the head of the police union, be prepared to defend yourself and your family because it's going to be a long, long time before a cop can get there. He said, that's not alarmist talk. That is the reality. Yep. Okay. It's no, it's no secret that police have been uh, slow rolling and taking mm -hmm. scenic routes and vacation routes when they get a call uh, because they want to get there afterwards to take the report because they don't want to lose their freedom, yep. their life, their job, or their pension right. because no one seemingly has their backs anymore. No, not at all. And it's not just Seattle. It's every every major city, every city probably at this point in the country. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Anatoly sent me a thank you. He was honored that his email was featured on the last podcast. He moved to Texas, that bastard. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm uh, a little disgusted. Mike L. sends an email. He goes, I just listened to the latest podcast regarding a potential bow and arrow ban. He listened to Evan's uh, show and i believe you're absolutely correct in theory they will never stop attempting to disarm us i, I agree michael yeah. as well uh whether it's a bow and arrow i mean listen in england they have knife bands and you, yeah. they don't have glass uh, uh they don't have glass beer mugs and steins in, in the pubs anymore they're plastic right because in fights they were using as weapons you know and that uh, put a, uh, an end to all the crime yep. which is a good thing Yet Mike Morano sent me this. Meanwhile, the Westfield PD can't convince people to lock their cars. People leave their keys in them all the time. <laughs> that happens all the time, but yeah. they sent out an alert. The Union County Prosecutor's Office confirmed that a home invasion occurred on Longfellow Avenue in Westfield earlier today. Residents were alerted just before 2 p.m. to an ongoing police investigation. Westfield police also indicated they were seeking surveillance video in the area of Longfellow Ave or the surrounding areas. There are no arrests at this point, but everyone is working diligently, and there was non-life-threatening uh, injuries. Obviously, it was a um, 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 home invasion, and this happens more and more and more. And for those of you living in South Jersey, too, and did you hear that there is a uh, group, many groups, as many as six uh, youth gangs coming out of Delaware and um, into the southern part of New Jersey doing hot home invasions, uh, carjackings, and all the other crap that they're noted for? You know what else they look for, Sandy? They walk down the street and they see if you have a newer car like a Beamer. If your mirrors are out, they know you didn't lock your door. Uh, because most people, when you lock the door, the mirrors fold in. Oh, yeah, right. And what they do is they pull the door open, and as the door opens, they get in the car and they press the start button, and about 50% of the time, mom or dad left the ignition key uh, in the console. Unbelievable. Thank you for the car. Yeah, right. Okay? Uh, so Joe Peluso sent me, you know, Joe Peluso's an over-the-road trucker. Yep. Uh, he sent me about this mail-in balloting. He's from New York, isn't he, Joe? Peluso? Yeah, he moved, he moved out of New Jersey to uh, New York State. 
upstate. He said, me and wifey are doing our absentee ballots this morning. Being I'm a truck driver and I won't be around, the ballot was super confusing, so we both hit the laptops to figure out what's going on. He wrote, first of all, the state Supreme Court, almost every candidate is listed as being a member of all parties. <laughs> we had to dig deep to find out who was who and, and by endorsing them and contributing to them. Number two, the back of the ballot is scary as hell. Proposal one, an amendment amending the appointment and redistricting process limits state senators to 63. While it looks great on the surface, you'll find only you'll find it uh, only if you look it up online. The amendment states that they want to include illegals and remove border security. Nowhere on the ballot that idiots will sign does it mention the two items. Boy, I tell you, are we truly the third tier or what? Yeah, absolutely. Proposal two, right to clean air, clean water, and a healthful environment. Sounds great. That statement is the entire amendment. It appears they are giving themselves an open, blank, generalized power to use the environment to control everything. Proposal three, eliminating 10-day advanced voter registration requirement. Basically, you can just show up and vote. Proposal four, authorizing no-excuse absentee balloting. Uh, In other words, unlimited mail-in voting. Proposal 5, increasing the jurisdiction of the New York City Civil Court. Wasn't sure what this was until I looked it up. Basically, it says that it's increasing the power of New York courts to hand civil suits in excess of $50,000 rather than its current $25,000. I'm no lawyer, but I smell a scheme. He said, listen, I'm no lawyer. I'm just a truck driver now that pays attention and reads. The whole ballot seems to be a fast track to a major socialist power grab in the state of New York. Hmm. I really hope some of your listeners and lawyer friends start trolling me and telling me I'm wrong and don't know uh, what I'm talking about. Anyway, keep fighting, brother. I got you six. Love you too, Joe. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going right towards socialism. And if you look at uh, – this was uh, from a buddy of mine, and I had to keep it um, um, a little – they didn't want their name, but um, – Wait a minute. His, Greg, his name was uh, Greg uh, Sylvester, by the way. I'm sorry. He posted this on Facebook. A friend of mine asked the other day if it is bad now as the time of the Boston Tea Party. Um, is it an, it's an interesting question and worth doing a brief review of the history in comparison. So listen up. The Tea Party occurred in 1773. The Boston Massacre, where Boston citizens had been murdered by British, troop, British troops, occurred in 1770. So the violent tyranny had begun. By 1773, the colonies had been enduring 25 years of various taxes and acts passed in Britain for the colonies without any colonial representation. In some cases, puppets of the crown were being installed in local political positions. (laughs) Sounds familiar. After the Tea Party, the crown retaliated with more tyrannical legislation. In the spring of 75, you had the skirmishes at Lexington and Concord, and that summer, Bunker and Breed's Hill. The comparison is very much in apples and oranges, one from my perspective, but it is still fruit. The colonies had no representation in Parliament. Sound familiar? Mm. And their peaceful grievances have fallen on deaf ears. Hmm. Mm. Sound familiar? Obviously, now we have representation, regardless of how sorry it might be. The colonists really just wanted to be treated as English citizens under English common law, but the Crown and Parliament did not see them that way. See, that's what we are. We're the third tier. The crown are the elites today, and they treat the illegals and the criminals like they're equal to them because they're useful to them. Right. For now. For now. Okay? English common law, uh, citizens under English common law, but the crown and parliament did not see it that way. The Declaration of Independence listed the grievances so, so one could read through them and think which ones currently apply. The issues now is that we are a constitutional republic with the Constitution as the basis for law. It is clearly being violated, but we do vote for our government representatives, understanding that cheating has proliferated. Still, tyranny is tyranny. For the colonists, it was not being, it, it was not being treated as English citizens and a part of the English government system which represent, with representation in Parliament. And remember, England still was a monarchy when the, where the king had the final say. In America today is a violation of uh, principles established by the Declaration and the system established by the Constitution. One could certainly argue the current violations are more devious given the established principles of liberty and freedom, and we are starting to see very troubling events like citizens being forcibly removed from public forums and arrested for simply speaking their mind. 
That is a dangerous sign. Increased violence of any sort may take us back to 1770 and increase and the increase of tyrannical force that eventually led to Lexington and Concord. When one looks at the leftist, communist, socialist, progressive movement in the U.S., what is, what is called is almost inconse- inconsequential, although communism seems to be the word that most closely associates it with the evils of the 20th century regimes that resulted in 100 million deaths. I think, he wrote, I think part of the issue is current America, with the blessings of liberty, has become complacent and forgotten mm-hmm. history. Absolutely. In that freedom always has to be fought for and defended because there are always those who lust for power and control and will subjugate others. Communism is just another means for those who lust after the power and control to accomplish their goal. One of the issues Marx completely missed in the nature of man. As a result, communism is most, in most of the world has become trading in one form of tyranny for another, usually in the name of public good. Hence, we have useful idiots in the U.S. who think the system can be implemented there in a kinder, gentler way. <laughs> Americans, defend your liberty before you find out you have no liberty to defend. And thanks, uh, Anthony, for being a public voice for that. And this was Greg Sylvester. Uh, Greg, thank you. That was so well written. Uh, it should be read to every school child every time they go into school the first of the month after we say the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. or whatever flag we're, per- we're pledging now. Mm. Yeah, you can no longer uh, pledge allegiance, and Superman cannot defend the American way. No more. Truth, no more. justice, and something, something, something. something. Or other. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing. The thing, you know, the thing. Come on, man. Uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, we've got uh, about 20 minutes. What? Yeah, well, maybe what? about 15 minutes, actually. All right, I want to talk about some learning. David in Texas sent me this, and... I want to talk about his email. First, I want to tell you, he starts out by apologizing. Anthony and Sandy, I'm sorry to keep sending in feedback to topics we've already covered in your book. David, send it. Everybody out there, if you've read my book, I want feedback and I want input. I want your perspective, whether you were a cop, whether you were a mom, whether you're a child, a college student, a traveler. Airbnb, there's so many things outside my wheelhouse and Sandy's wheelhouse that I need to learn. If I'm going to write Crime Proof 2, how to flambe a criminal and get away with it, okay? Yes, flambe. Electric bleachers. Yes, no waiting, electric bleachers. Listen, if if I'm going to be able to write a second book, I need this input. I'm saving all of your input in a folder. I don't know crap about technology. I was never a police officer. So listen, David sent me this. So let's let's dissect it. I worked as a uniformed police officer for several years. I worked in a city with a heavy college presence. So a high percentage of our incidents involved college-aged people. I cannot tell you how many times I was sent to a scene where it wasn't the crime victim who had called us. It was some friend or family member of the victim. Not to stereotype too much, but college girls were especially bad about this. Whether it's some unknown person rattling the front door at night trying to get in, someone sketchy following them from the mall or a nightclub, or even someone making threats of imminent harm, time and time again, these people didn't call us for help. Instead, they called their roommate or their boyfriends across town or their parents back home. What they thought these other people could do, I have no idea. Remember we talk about normalcy bias, guys? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. When you, ever, you got, when you were a kid and you got in trouble, you called mom or you called dad or you called Joe or you called whatever you called. So now here's what happens. An actual crime is occurring and you're calling your mom. Now what scares me today, and I'm getting off of his email. I'm going to go back to it, right? But what, what also scares me is how many kids are going to start TikToking this? Right. Oh, and I want to add something. You know, I started a Gun for Hire TikTok page. I have about 10,000 followers. And you know how social media could be rough? People have social media muscles where they write threatening stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. TikTok is level 1,000. Really? People with fake screen names and fake profiles will call you derogatory names and say shit about you and everything hidden behind a fake screen name. 
Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Boy, Where have amazing. we gone? Where <laughs> have we gone? Everybody out there, remember, I don't know you. I don't know a lot. But I do know some of the shit you post, you would definitely never say to my face. Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson said everybody got a plan till you get punched in the face. That's right. And I can tell you, these posters, they have never been punched in the face. Well, they're being paid you, to sit home in their mother's basement and right, tap out after things. you've been punched in the face, you think before you talk. Never yeah, let right. your mouth write a check <laughs> that you can't cash. That's okay. very true. So he said, why these people do this, I have no idea. He goes, but we would only find out that we were needed because either the first person that they called told the victim to hang up and call us <laughs> or else that other person called us directly from wherever they were. Then our dispatchers would have to try to figure out third hand what was happening. <laughs> That's so true. And who was involved. Clearly that doesn't make for very good response time. And sometimes we knew what vicinity to go to, but not the exact location. Because you imagine mom is on the phone. My daughter's in the dorm in Montclair State. And somebody's trying to break into her room. I'm in Starbucks getting my coffee before I go get my nails done. Can somebody take care of this? Well, ma'am, what dorm is she in? There's 37 dorm buildings. I don't know, the one on the left. I don't know. I drove her there one time. There's a lot of stairs. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. the strunes. Anyway, um, so True. and then re also you should also teach your family and friends. This goes for elderly people and adults as well. Many people are embarrassed to call nine one one. Like yeah. they're putting the police out, right. or like it's not serious enough to call the police. Listen. The police are there to serve and protect. They're trained professionals. They wait for a call to come through. They wait to handle the situation. So it's like, why didn't you call the cop? Well, I don't know. I didn't know if it was real. I just heard a noise, you know. And then afterwards, the crime scene and, and the CSI people are there going, you know, you should have called us. This wouldn't have, uh, you know, blown up to whatever it was. So uh, Dave from Texas is going to tell us now the worst example of this that I remember didn't even involve a crime. I was sent to back up the fire department to a daytime car fire in an apartment complex. I was closer, and I got there a few minutes before the fire engine. The car was already fully engulfed. There was, there was little the fire department could do by the time they arrived and got their equipment hooked up. Apparently, this young lady had driven to her residence and smelled something funny when she parked and got out of the car. She looked around, and some smoke was coming from under the hood. She kept looking and realized something was actually burning and the fire wasn't going out. So she got on her phone and called her mother. <laughs> now, Texas is a big state. The girl's parents lived in a city that is about 500 miles away from where she lived. That's an eight-hour drive without stopping. <laughs> the girl told her mom what was happening and that something in her car was on fire. Her mother put her husband, the girl's father, on the phone. <laughs> so the father... A retired great. fireman. That's great. <laughs> Listen to the girl's situation for a moment before interrupting and telling her to get the hell off the phone and call the fire department. <laughs> Which she finally did. By the time they got the call and responded, the fire was out of control. The car burned to the ground before the fire was able to be put out. Fortunately, no nearby cars or buildings were affected. So I tell every college-age person I can... Think it that I can uh, that I can think of uh, when calling for help. Who is really in a position to come and help you? You have to think this through. You may only get to make one call. If you're so scared that you feel the need to call someone, at least make your call to someone who's able to respond quickly and who's equipped to deal with whatever your problem is. Let's see, hmm, who would that one person be? <laughs> Got to think about it. Now, what you didn't add, Dave, I'm going to go on too. Now, the sure as shit that a college kid, their cell phone's going to come up their parents' address. Right. Because that's who's paying the bill. Right. Right? So it's going to come up their parents' address. So you've got to be careful of that. So, again, when, you, when they say 911, what's the emergency? You should say your physical location and address clear and concise. State your emergency. Say it again and stay on the line. Do not go off the line. Stay on the line with the dispatcher unless they tell you to go off the line, but normally they won't. So 
And while I'm at it, I always advise people to buy a cheap landline phone and plug it into the wall. You don't even need active service in most areas to make an emergency call. I did not know this. Did you know this? No. And you can call as long as the, the line is live. I had no idea. Check with your phone provider to make sure of this. If your cell phone is dead, falls behind the bed, or is in another room or whatever, what are you going to do? What about if your boyfriend, husband, etc., is drunk or upset and you're scared for your safety and he takes your phone and you ha- and from you and breaks it? What then? Have a backup plan. Sorry for the soapbox. I'm preaching to the choir. I know, I know. Keep up the great work, guys. David, you're not <laughs> preaching to the choir. David, this is getting put in my book prep for Crime Proof uh, 2, I guess. I don't know. Crime Proof 2, Crime Proof 22, whatever, whatever I decide to come up with. This is intelligent. Now, I didn't know if there's anybody listening. Can a non-active landline phone with the copper line, you know, POTS line, plain old telephone line, can it, in fact, uh, still work and dial even if there's no... Uh, service i know that uh cellular phones and somebody can um chime in here cellular phones even if you don't have account can still dial 911 by the yeah, way right we've donated uh, uh uh cell phones to uh domestic violence women's shelters because we're told that um the cell phones will work for 911 so they'll give them to women that have restraining orders so that they can call 911 because and they can't have an account because a lot of times they're scum exes or stalkers and end up getting their number and then making them even more crazy, you know? Right. Uh, so just something to think about. In my book on page 236, I talk about uh, cell phones. It's been so long since I wrote this book, I don't remember anymore. Um, I wrote, cell phones are part of your day-to-day lives. In many ways, uh, they have almost completely replaced a computer for some. You store and have a lot of data on your cell phone, so you must safeguard it. Keeping things like screen lock passwords are important to keep people out of your personal business. Listen, a great screensaver for your cell phone or device is your business card with your work address, not your home address. Every year, airports and everything end up with tens of thousands of electronic devices. They can't find the legitimate owners for them, and they can't figure out how to unlock them, and they end up going for salvage. Yeah, right. Okay. A guy left an iPad on a seat in front of me in first class on a plane, and I pressed a button, and his business card came up as the screensaver. And I was walking out. I handed it to the flight attendant. I said, the, the guy in row B2 left this on his seat. She said, thank you very much, right? So as I was walking up the, uh, the jetway to go into the airport, he came running back like Bruce Jenner. Yeah. back at his prime. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I know what he's going for. So I said to him, I gave it to the flight attendant. He goes, thank you very much. So, uh, but he had that on his screen. I do the same thing. People come into the range and show me their phones, Sandy. Okay? Yeah. That they have that on their screen. All right? And make sure you know features on your phone that you can track from another device, like Find My Phone. And then there's, there's, you know, there's apps like Snapchat and stuff where you can share your location. Now, right, I think that's right. okay with family members or something, yeah, but just, do you really uh, want yeah. everybody to know your location? Yeah, right. Right? I mean, certain things. Uh, you know, uh, you want to make sure that you keep your password safe. You want to make sure that when you're traveling, you keep your phone close to you at all times, and you want to make sure it's fully charged, all right? I am crazy. I have an iPhone 11. I think it's 13s that are out now. And I bought the Apple charging cases. They were literally 100 bucks a piece. I bought two of them. And when I travel, I keep one charging and I keep the phone on the other one. And it basically gives me over two full charges on my phone because if I'm out all day and I don't have my connectors like my car at work, like we're doing this radio show right now, and my phone is on the charging dock. And I'm going to look at my phone right now. My phone is at 100%. So your phone should always be charged. I'll, when, I'll ask people, can I see your phone for a second? I'm like, your phone is at 19%. Nothing pisses me off when I see somebody, their phone is on the red bar, less than 10%. Yeah, right. So what happens if the shit hits the fan and you have to grab your bag and you have to run, right? And you get on the phone and you start talking to your mom or significant other and then the phone runs out. And you don't have your car with you, and you don't have a charging cable, and you don't have a charging case. You know, I have those little charging cases that take um, AA batteries, uh, and they'll charge your phone about 25%. I have two sleeves of AA batteries in my um, bug-out bags, and I also have the adapter. So you put you can put two AA batteries in it, and you plug it into the USB port, and it will charge about 25% of your phone. 
But the nice thing is I don't need anybody's power source. Right, yeah. And then in my house, and my, my go bag that I keep in my house, I have the crank USB charger. Now, I told you during Hurricane Sandy, I cranked that some bitch for about <laughs> six hours to get that phone up 100%. But if you're in a crisis situation, what else do you have to do anyway? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Think of it as not going to the gym. I'm just going to crank right. this shit for yeah. a couple hours. Just switch Listen, off. I'm no engineer. Hook it up to uh, your Peloton or the treadmill you can't right. get for Christmas. <laughs> it's it's really pathetic. Uh, you know, they, they may soon be the... charging your Tesla like that. <laughs> Good luck. Good, Good luck. luck. No, people have gas generators or diesel generators to charge your Tesla. That's true. Because yeah. science. That's right. Science. Right. <laughs> it's instead of the coal-fired power plant. Yeah. You know, they have a reverse thing that you can buy in an emergency where you can sap the juice out of your Tesla to run your house. Yeah, right. So if you keep your Tesla 100% charged, that's a monster power source. Oh, hell yeah. That yeah. you can use in the shitty. Like, I live in a townhouse where I can't have a generator. I have a one-horsepower Honda generator anyway. But I, <laughs> Which I will is put it on my balcony. Right on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, and they run really quiet. They and do. you know what? They if really any do. of my neighbors come out, they get the pellet gun. They'll go right back right. in the house. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm in the other window in a sniper <laughs> position, and they feel like a bee bit them or something. Uh, but but I have a one-horsepower Honda generator. I also have two what they call solar generators. They're like car batteries. Yeah. I keep them charged all the time. If I had an electric vehicle, I would buy the uh, reverse thing so that you can suck the power out of it uh, in, in an emergency situation. If not, obviously, if you're home, you should have a generator. Now would be a great time to restart that generator and drain that gas or run it out of gas and put fresh gas in it with stable in it and yep. maybe clean a spark plug and maybe change and check the oil on the generator. Now is a very good time to do that. Now is a very good time to make sure you have calcium chloride or rock salt. Now is a good time to make sure you have snow shovels and you have window scrapers yep. and uh, for, your, for your car and icebreakers. Now would be a good time to have a couple of blankets, gloves, and a hat and a scarf in your car. Right. I'm just saying. You know, While it's still 70 degrees out. Yeah, it's October. Now's a great time to do that. If you're going to put, like, sticks to show where your, where your driveway and your lawn is for the snowplow guy, now's a great time to do that. You know, right. with the little reflectors on them and yep. stuff. That's now's right. a great time. As soon as the leaves are gone, get those gutters cleaned. Okay. Yep. If you have, unless you have rain gutter protectors or something like that, and you know what, hire a gutter guy to do it. You really, do you really want to be yeah, getting up on an extension called, ladder? Right. I mean, some of these places charge like less than a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars to do an average house. Right. This will help you prevent ice damming. Uh, I know every time there's the first big snowstorm, you can't find shovels, you can't find rock salt, you can't find calcium chloride because everybody waits so, the last minute. So the other day I talked to Marvin. Marvin, we have snow shovels, eight of them. Marvin, do we have uh, calcium chloride? A whole skid. Okay. Marvin, do we have extra ice scrapers? We keep them here because employees sometimes forget them or whatever. Because at that time, you're seeing like an employee outside cleaning the windshield with a credit card. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's like, mm, no, I don't really think that you should do that. So let's have a couple extra. I have two in my car. Tracy has one in her car. These are just little things. Right now, it's October. Yep. The weather's starting to change. Daylight savings time is coming, I think, in November. Uh, that's a good time. What are you going to do daylight savings time? Change fire drill. all the batteries in the fire drill, yep. Emergency drill. Check your smoke detectors. Check your carbon monoxide detectors. Change the batteries. Go around and check your fire extinguishers. Oh, yeah. Okay, you want to check all your fire extinguishers. Check tags on them. Uh, you want to make sure they're good and they're not expired for your friends and family as well. I just want to give a, a, a happy birthday, Sandy. Oh, thank you very much. Happy, happy, happy. And uh, you want to talk about VHS? I do. I okay. want to say thank you very much to Herb Dyer, who uh, donated $50 this week. It was a very short week, but Herb made the case. Uh, we are raising money for disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care because the funds for these folks has been slashed to the bone, both in the state because they suck. And once again, they are screwing veterans and illegals crawling across the border are getting more care than we are. So you can help us by going to GoFundMe.com and search for VHS Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County. VHS of Ocean County. If you guys are members of a uh, American Legion or uh, uh, VFW or or uh, a disabled Vets organization and you want to take up a collection for these folks 
Uh, I urge you to do so, and you can send the check directly to them. Well, I looks like the clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this podcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host and author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which, by the way, is not on a container ship off the coast of San Diego. Uh, you can get yours now by going uh, directly to the range and having it signed, or you can get it online on Amazon. But I, I need five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. That's the key. Everywhere. Five-star reviews. Write them up everywhere, including the gun range. Let's go, bitches. You're slacking. <laughs> on that note, we love you guys. <laughs> See you next week. From sea to the shine.